You are listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am 420 Artist. I am Nikki Pops Cosplay. I am Trixie Star. Time to get embarrassed with us. Good afternoon, Bushwick and beyond. This is Alon Danziger. I'm your host and the producer for this hour of audio archaeology called Lost and Rewound. We bring this to you on Radio Free Brooklyn every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. on the East Coast. And if you want to listen on the go, you can do so on the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app. Just go to the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store and download the Radio Free Brooklyn app. It won't take up much room in your device whatsoever. You can also uh, be able to, with the click of a button, listen to all of the content on Radio Free Brooklyn 24-7. There's all sorts of programming, talk and music notwithstanding. Um, And I can assure you, much better shows than the one you're listening to right now. So thank you in any event for listening to this show and appreciating what may or may not occur. We are dedicated to finding the old audio from the yesteryears and playing it for your ears. And maybe it will be embarrassing and maybe it will not. But one thing is for sure, this audio means something to the guests of whom are providing it to us every single week here. If you want to listen to past episodes of the show, you can do so. Just go to Lost and Rewound's uh, profile page on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash LAR. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or Podomatic. And yeah, um, if you do go to our profile page, though, you will see that drop in, drop down, drop in, drop out. I don't even know how to call it. It's a pop-up player. But you could go there and listen to all of our past episodes. We are effectively all up to date as well. Finally, if you want to be on the show, please reach out to us by email. Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. That is the email address. So you can pitch us all of your ideas, your suggestions, your comments, uh, and you can be uh, able to come on and call in or be here in the studio here at the Rec Room facilities in beautiful Bushwick, Brooklyn, to talk to us about what you have from the past that is just waiting, waiting to be unearthed. In the meantime, let's hear what we're about to unearth this week. joining us once again hello this is a kind of an interesting episode that you're about to get tuned into because uh everybody around the table here are related uh through one medium and that is cam frog i would like to introduce our guest uh he's a, a fine artist hailing from the hudson valley my home area and he uh, can be found on cam frog his name is the 420 artist aka james d vey welcome 420 artist Thank you. It's good to be here. And joining him, his accomplice, his co- compadre, uh, Nikki Pops. Well, hello, everybody. 
Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, full disclosure, this is uh, round two. Uh, we did have a recording session that was amazing, but unfortunately did get swallowed up into the ether. And so here we are. It makes total sense, really. You know, a two-hour movie takes months. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's true. I, I hate production sometimes, and sometimes it gets the best of me. But you're far too patient and uh, kind for coming back uh, all the way from Hudson Valley, from Ulster County, right? It's a, it's mm-hmm. a pleasure to be down here. I mean, th- it's your home area, so why wouldn't I come back? Hey, and Kath, uh, thank you for, uh, again, contributing your time for this edition. I put on pants. Well, then. <laughs> If we twice, <laughs> I like where this is going already. Uh, let's let's start off with the big big question that probably uh, most people are probably wondering, or that one person is asking as they're listening to this. You never know. Maybe one person, maybe a thousand people. Why four twenty artist? Uh, well, because I was um, high and I'm an artist. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, did did four twenty ever transcend? Yeah. Over the fact that you just are a big fan of the, the, yeah, the way, marijuana? Way past it. Uh, originally, it was an anonymity thing, being able to have the anonymity of just saying 420 an artist because I had this kind of trippy out there kind of artwork. Sure. And I figured it would appeal to the audience and it would be kind of good and nobody would ever know who it was and it would be great. Right. Um, all of a sudden, I realized everywhere I went um, that the numbers started appearing to me and it was becoming clearly evident to me that the number meant a little more and I had to do a little more research into why this number kept coming into my life. Every time I had to make a major decision, I'd see this number. If it was like something I needed to do, I would see it three times and I just didn't even know what was going on. I was having this whole weird moment in my life. I got asked to perform a playlist live at the Orlando World Center in Florida. The playlist live? What is playlist that? Playlist live is an event for live streamers. Okay. And uh, I was invited as a guest and at any given time, there'll be 5,000 people watching the main stage there. And there's like... <sighs> God, 35,000 people, 25,000 people, whatever, going to this event for Amazing. a weekend. And I get invited as a guest, and my mind is just exploding because I'm like, what's happening here? I don't even understand. I went from one platform to the next, and when I went to the next platform, I equaled, I doubled my fans like overnight, and I, I just had no idea what was going on. And I says, okay, I don't even know if I want to do this. I'm feeling really overwhelmed, and I'm going to go to KFC. Whether I like chicken or not, I'm going to go to KFC. And that's exactly what I did is I went for a ride with KFC and I brought Nikki Pops with me and I'm asking her the whole way, like, do you really think I should do this? Do you think it's a great idea? Nobody really knows who I am. I mean, this could go either way. It could go really well or really poor. Do it. And, yeah. and she's like, do it, do it. Right. So we get in the drive through and I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. And I look at the van in front of me. It's, it's the Ulster County corrections vehicle. And we're in Dutchess County at the time, which is kind of interesting. Mm. And it's the Ulster <laughs> County van. So I'm like, okay, that's- what are you doing on this side of the Hudson? <laughs> Hometown. <laughs> so it, it totally looked at it and I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Ha ha ha. Like I'm high and I'm looking at the Ulster County van and oh my God, it's plate number 420. What? And uh, I looked at her, I go, I'm going. And she's like, good. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm going. This is it. This is the break, make or break point. This is like, when I say I'm going, I mean all the way. I'm like not stopping there. I'm going for whatever I can get after that. I'm just going for it. And that's exactly what I did. I had a, I, I went there, I guessed it. People tried to get my way, tried to stop it. And in reality, that 420 became an, an angel number 420 kind of guiding me and showing me that I was on my proper path. And I'm not a religious guy, man. We we had this talk that I was brought up religious. And I'm, Yeah, I was going to say, um, would you say that you were raised by your parents to be more religious than you ended up being? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I was I was raised Roman Catholic. I was an altar boy. <laughs> you were an altar boy, I, yeah. I was confirmed by the, the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, I, I, I went through my first communion, my confirmation. I did all that. You're from outside of Boston, right? Yes, yes. Like, 
and, and what kind of what kind of like community was it? Mostly a very uh, Catholic community that you were in. Um, where I grew up was it was a Lithuanian church. Okay. And they did mass and still in Lithuanian and Latin, and it was just crazy stuff. And I would have to know my cues to like the ring little bells as an altar boy as a kid, right? Yeah. So you'd learn all this stuff, and I was brought up very religious, and I, I mean, I understand it all, and I've read it all. And since then, I grew up. I decided I was going to learn about Taoism, and I was going to read. What what these- what spurred you to do that? Soul searching, and I wanted to know why everybody thought things were so different, and why there was so much war and kind of yeah. like confrontation over something so simple as your faith. I, I wanted to figure it out. Independent thought, though, must have uh, come to you uh, through some, uh, you know, media or influencers education. Um, I wanted to be educated, um, and I, I always like to learn. I'm kind of the person that likes to dig deeper when I get into something, and I want to find out more about it. And I just keep going at it until on your get, own time. Yes, until I get my answer. Yeah, because I, I don't want take your word for it i want to know i want to see it and uh it's the science thing sure sure so um i found that this angel number was very true and that the numerology was working in my favor and the number three never lied to me and i didn't understand why it always came in three but it did interesting that 420 gave me that belief that that four could be my own foundation my belief of my self-respect what i'm due to myself from myself i don't have to worry about what you think of me as long as i know i'm okay with me and then the number two was that I could be okay with you being okay with you, no matter where you stood, too. And that zero was just a perpetual motion to keep it all going and keep it together and never to be presumptuous enough to ever think you were going to be number one. Mm-hmm. To remember that I'm lucky enough to hold the pens. I'm lucky enough to sing and play the guitar, but that comes from someplace else. You say you know a lot about numerology. Maybe you could solve this for me because Uh-oh. I can't really figure out why off the top of my head why my mom named both my sister and I uh, the names that she gave us. We're respectively Alan and Sarah, but our names have respectively two N's and two R's. So according to my mom, and this is just from spitballing what I can remember, that the number is 11. It equals to 11, which is like... Master number 11. Master number, exactly. Master number, right. But again, like not... Neither of our names are the exact amount of letters similar, but I guess that doesn't necessarily matter because it. What it matters is is that you double up one of the letters that in, uh, effectively Correct. puts it to that master number. Correct, it adds to the master number. Correct, like like the tower thing and the whole yeah. Thank you. You were nodding your head. Do you does that resonate to you? Uh, y- yeah. <laughs> and you I have just two heard him. We've talked a lot about neurology. I just sit and listen. So a lot of this just sounds familiar to me. Well, you have two Ks, uh, but that is significant mm-hmm. for you because it could be a C and a K, but it's two Ks. But it's two. I don't know. I just, just more drawn to it, I guess. Yes. Because the master number mm-hmm. would be more appealing, I suppose, to to your soul, your energy, right? That's true. So I figured the number three probably was the most simplistic form of communication, right? So if I think if, now I'm not saying there's anything divine out there or whatever, but if the cosmos was to speak to you, it would speak to you in math, right? And three being the most simplistic number would be the easiest way to tell you do it, right? Good, good, go, right? So if I take 420, it's four plus two equals six plus zero is still six. Simplified to three, it's still the right answer. I'm getting visions of pi, that movie by (laughs) uh, by, um, Darren Aronofsky in my head. Mm -hmm. But that's, it's true though right it's just it simplifies down and it's simple communication it's true tell us about uh your um upbringing in um in you know in terms of 
what you brought today, not to uh, tease it completely, but I know because okay. we're going to talk about it more in the second yeah, I half. I started but... doing music. We used to play in the church basement. We used to rent the church from the basement. The, Wait, what the age are you? In the church. Oh God, I was probably 15 years old. That's when you started playing guitar? Um, yeah, I had just started learning. Were you learning other instruments too um, or just guitar? I, I started with guitar. I, I already wanted to play piano and organ and keyboard. And I used to mess with my mom's because my mom played organ and keyboards and piano. Your parents were playing music? My as well? mom was musical, very musical. Amazing. My, my dad um, didn't do anything music but he was very artistic but he wouldn't let anybody see it no he was a very very secret artist yeah, he was a secret artist no doubt your involvement in broadcasting and live streaming yourself you can perceive that as more in line with what your dad was doing versus what your mother was doing or was your mother performing for people no my mom played in the house most of the time and, and my mom was like really good but you know what I'm saying like you know <laughs> you, you're not necessarily putting it out there for everybody you're simply just same thing my yeah. mom did it for like self enjoyment and like for the people she loved she'd perform around yeah. them, you know and that's kind of what I did I'm like my family would see my art and my friends direct friends a lot of them didn't even know I did it and then when they saw someone, they're like, oh, my God, you did that? And I'm like, no, I just held the pens. You know, that's all I do. And um, I'd look at it, and sometimes i go, I can't believe I did some of the stuff that I was drawing. And I had this epiphany through actually getting sick. And as my body got sick, I did less of the going to cl clip the trees and mow the lawn. I did more of the sit inside and pick up a pen and try right. to do things, things. So you were doing art even before you really got into music or was the mm. music the, uh, the precursor to more involvement in art? When, when I had drafting class in school, I used to get kicked out for drawing album covers. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. There is a connection there. Yeah. Well, wait, really? You yeah. got kicked out for just... Yeah, Doodling? because yeah, because instead of <laughs> instead of drawing, well, I'd already have my other drawing done, but then all of a sudden I'd be drawing the album cover or something, and the teacher wasn't very impressed. So um, it's just that I couldn't stop drawing. What does your dad think of your art? My dad likes it a lot. My dad's a quiet type. My mom, before she passed away, we talked about my mom passed mm -hmm. away. But before my mom passed away, my mom was like, she saw my live broadcast, and this isn't even a lie. My mom saw my live broadcast, and at the time she was in there with my ex uh, ex wife at the time. Uh, she's sitting in there and. Um, she started crying and she says, he's finally found what he's supposed to do. Suppo he's finally found what he's supposed to do. And um, and they were like, what do you mean? And, and my mom was like, he's connecting and he's passing a good message to people and he's entertaining and he's good at it. And she's like, he belongs there. This is where he belongs. He belongs in front of a camera and I can clearly see this. And I'm sorry if I held it back in any way. And. It was amazing because my mom was like so like gung ho and accepting over me being changing from being shut down and not wanting anybody to see it to being very open and being like, listen, everybody's important and I'm going to use my artwork to help bolster the message of you guys getting along. Let's talk about interacting with people in an online spectrum. I was so brought up in a bullied environment that I felt like I didn't want the attention for myself. I really wanted to make the art running. If somebody liked it, great, but I just felt like I had to create. And this online medium, um, originally why I got on is I, I had heard this girl who had actually um, committed suicide on this online medium. And I thought- It was a myself, message board or? It was, no, it was a live streaming environment. Okay. And um, I thought to myself, if I get on there and I'm passing positivity, maybe one person won't won't go there. Maybe I can get this one person to just focus on the artwork long enough to distract them away from what may be this negative thought they may have or yeah. may not have. So when I got out of my not wanting to show my face because I was so afraid of putting myself out there, when I first started showing the art, then all of a sudden I picked up the guitar and I started singing like, oh my God, you sing and you play and you do this. And like, what don't you do? And I'm like, I, I, I don't do this very well. 
<laughs> this is what I don't do. I don't do dishes and windows. I think that's what I told yeah. or or talk to people in person. <laughs> yeah. in, well, I love people. You're in such person. a personal. Like he's such a, he's so personable. How how is that not the case? Because I shut myself down for a long time. I was very personable before, and then I became this point where I just kind of shut everything down. And I didn't want anything near me. I wouldn't even let people touch me. I was like really like um, shut down. I was really afraid. Message boards. Chat rooms, those were kind of a, a, a big thing, a yeah. big draw for you. Yeah, I played you, video games and I'd get on my message boards with my, my team on the game, you know, and, yeah. and we'd all hang out together. First experiences, how long, how old were you when you first got into that? Oh my God. I, ever since I could get my first computer, I had a computer. I mean, um, but I'm saying, like, when you had a computer, you were on the internet, you were interacting with strangers. Yeah. Um, I, I remember the old, even Yahoo chats and the, and the yeah. AOL chats. And, and you'd get in there and you'd have some level of anonymity. And then either you would get totally stoned out of the room by all the people in the room, or you'd get ignored, or you were the attention. So you found yourself uh, early on um, really finding. So much negativity, which <laughs> join join the club. Um, that that is d be always the case. That you sort of have no choice but to go the opposite direction and be, God forbid, a, a harbinger of uh, positivity. Well, you have to. They've won already, right? Whoever's bullied you has already won. If you don't flip the other side and decide that, listen, I'm going to have to be the opposite of what you are because now I'm going to counteract whatever you're throwing at me to make sure that wherever I go, I leave people with the opposite feeling of what you left me with. That was the first thing I ever saw him doing. There's this person I won't name who is a bit of a troll. And uh, I saw him going up against this troll and I just jumped in and I was like, dude, don't do it. He's a troll. I felt like he didn't really hear me and he was like trying to defuse the troll. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Uh, and then a little while later you popped in. You're like, yeah, thanks for the warning on that troll or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, basically, I, I figured he was a troll, but it was like, I, I said, I still have to give them the benefit of the doubt, just like anybody else before they... It's it's hard, because I grew up... Uh, not, I didn't grow up. I didn't really use the internet too much, at least in a capacity where I was chatting with people in a message board way, until I got to college. Um, and that almost got me kicked out of college because I was, you know, sleepless nights and not, you know, doing enough work and being extremely distracted. But um, yeah, even when I was in high school, I think like the chat rooms, I, I didn't really quite get the memo. Even though I had no negative bone in my body, I just was so naive and had no idea like just how cruel the world could be. The the world and the internet are like, uh, the, even though they are the same place, they're not the same place. But it's just funny because like we are talking about this now, like it's a continued problem. And yes, it's a continued problem, but it always was a problem. Yes. Like, God but, forbid that you would have been talking about this before Twitter ever even was uh, in existence. Right. Because the, the, the cruelty and the uh, the shitposting and the, the trolling. Possible ridicule, right? I was at the receiving end of it myself. See, that's what we want to avoid, right? We want to avoid that This conflict. is why I have, you know, and live streaming is the newest thing kind of happening. Yeah. What it's made... very much in the forefront, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't I try to take that opportunity to use that? That's a, that's a lot of power if you get some attention on there. And why wouldn't I use that power to try to push positivity when everybody else is either just shaking on the camera or trolling you? Exactly. Uh, so the, I want you to come on and I want you to see me. And I want you to decide that you can do it too. I don't want you to say I'm never going on there and I'm never talking and I'm never doing this again. That's not the result I want. I want you to feel that, oh my God, if he can, I can. You all met each other through Camp Frog. Is that correct? Yeah, we did. You, 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 and yeah. Kath and Trixie did, effectively. Yes, yes. And Catherine, a.k.a. Trixie. A.k.a. Star. 
The tricks. Mm-hmm. Trixie Star. The tricks. Um, <laughs> Nikki, did you and uh, James, aka 420 Artist, uh, meet each other uh, through means of online capacity? Basically online capacities. <laughs> video game, yes. What, what video game? Oh, it's a longer story. A return to Castle Wolfenstein. Return to <laughs> Castle of Wolfenstein? I met, yeah, I met You're him. the Nazis in the alleys and yes, you need to kill each other, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I got to tell my buddy David Lawson about this. That's great. That's um, I was really young and someone else was playing the game and um, met friends from all over the world on that game, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's still some people uh, to this day that we'll keep in touch with. Um, yeah, they even actually after the game from isn't a, ga- like a game anymore. <laughs> Um, so it's cool. For the past two days, I really tried to resurrect my old MySpace just to try <laughs> to get the music off it so you could hear it, but mm. I couldn't get it to load we, no matter what I tried. It's okay. I, your, your efforts are much appreciated, yeah, I, 420. But I have to say, I was going to try to see who was in my top slots. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that doesn't exist anymore, my man. That, I know, unless you were to like go to like Wayback Machine right. and look at your old profile. That's what I wanted to do. I thought that, it would have been hilarious. That's exactly what he was looking for. <laughs> I thought it would have been hilarious. Did you have a MySpace, Trixie? 21. Oh, that's right. You're too that's, young. That's a yes. <laughs> um, wait, so uh, before before I forget, uh, so the CamFrog connection that you guys have, so you guys met through CamFrog. Via my superpower. Via your superpower. Yes. Yeah. What's your superpower? Pulling the weed out of my pocket and into her mouth. Uh, <laughs> got it. Um, how long ago did you all meet through Camp Rock? On 420. On 420. So this mm-hmm. is uh, just a, like a month and a half ago. Yeah. You were also on Art Star Scene Radio, a show that airs here on Radio Free Brooklyn every Saturday at 7 p.m. On 420. On 420. That was 420. <laughs> yes. Correct. And also on Dunson, another show that airs on Saturdays <laughs> yes. here on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Who knew? But at 3 p.m. Yes. So there Which was is double, more likely for me to get on that one again. A, dub, a double 420 experience with uh, the one and only Catherine, uh, the one and only Trixie Star. It was fantastic. How many years ago did you uh, move uh, to the Hudson Valley? I moved Valley? to the Hudson Valley in 2004. Okay. And Two- uh, I spent the last 15 years in the Hudson Valley kind of... Uh, Getting the whole vibe of the area, which is a little different than north of Boston. Um, north of Boston is a cool vibe, and it's a very rocking kind of place, but this is artsy central. Sure. No, it's very artsy. Um, what town do you feel me asking? Um, I'm, I'm just saw the Highland myself. Ah, so. my dad works in Highland. That's cool. So cool. It's pretty funny. Um, so funny. I, I got to plug my P.O. box because it's hilarious. If anybody wants to mail me, this is great because you'll never believe it. You can mail me at 420 Artist, P.O. Box 420 in Highland, New York. <laughs> <laughs> One two five two eight. That's so great. No way. Wait, so uh, wow. <laughs> you do music in Boston. You stop doing the music. You come to the Hudson Valley, and you know, of all places to go. I mean, my parents came to the Hudson Valley originally as artisans, and therefore, uh, is no reason why uh, all you know forty years later that any difference is going to be made uh, when you're coming in from a different area and trying to you know, start a new. You, you, but you really did have to start anew. Absolutely. I was coming from a city environment and I was moving into an area that's literally all apple orchards and farmers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's spread out. You would it, never thrive in a city environment. I lived in the, in the city north of Boston and I was born in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. So like every school vacation, I got to go to the country and I spent every school area in the city. So I got the taste of both. So I got to acclimate myself to kind of both kind of living. And I knew that if I was going to create and do artwork, that the country was a good answer. Are you? You're, you're from that area, Nikki, right? Yep, I am. You're from Ulster uh, County. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm so like, how on earth did you find these folks? 
Trixie. I mean, other than Camfrog, I just think it's so cool that I'm like we're chatting with other Ulster County folks for here. It's we're special. Simple. We have a different tax rate. <laughs> it's, it's 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 real. It's trust yeah. me. Yeah. Four point two zero percent. Well, okay. So if you're using this medium, Camfrog, specifically for live streaming your artwork, what was your first experience in the live streaming? Could you talk a little bit about this? Because you did mention this on our first go around, and I think it has to be repeated because it's okay. awesome. When I first got on there, I got on there with uh, it was a replica of a medieval monk robe. It was done. <laughs> it was done to exact specifications. It was literally a replica. It's so good. And um, I wore it and and I sweat my butt off in that thing. Oh my course. god, it was well, so hot. What what, uh, what what time of the year was the summer? It, it was yeah. And even though it was in the basement, it didn't matter. It did not matter. We had fans going and everything. I had this this hood over my face, and you see. My hair is not thin by any means. Yeah. So um, when this hood was over, and it, was, it just started growing in. So I had this like mini kind of Carlos Santana fro thing going on, right? And I have this this hood on and this heavy thing, and I'm dancing, and I'm like, literally, I look over at Nikki, and I'm like, this is this is killing me. I'm going to have to get naked underneath this monk robe. And eventually, I was naked underneath the monk robe because this is it was legit. so hot. It was so hot, and so I'm literally on camera naked in a monk robe. <laughs> why, why, why the monk robe? What, what, what made well, you decide on this particular motif? Because a, I, I already had the replica um, for for like uh, going to the Ren Fair, but also it covered my face, and it didn't show my gender. It didn't show my race. It didn't show anything about me, and that's exactly what I wanted. It's kind of like when you're a wrestler too, when you go in as a gimmick, and nobody could really tell who you are. Um, I, I likened it when I first heard this uh, as a sort of in like a message board sort of capacity, like being a gimmick. And there's no way to know for sure, in your case, who you are so you could be on game and be a character and nobody knows exactly who you are. So because you have that anonymity, um, you draw people in with that. And then it, it from definitely there, helped. It yep. definitely helped. And I didn't try to make it help. It was really me being so closed off. Yeah. And, but it turned out that it was like the greatest thing I did. How long did you uh, go on that Months. gimmick for? Months. Months. And In a like, rope. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> sweating your butt off. Oh, oh, yeah. I was sweating. And, and every time I got on, they were like, who, who is this? And eventually, I, I drew my uh, a picture, a cartoon picture of a face on my hand, and I started talking to them. And they're like, oh, my God, it's a guy. And I drew a little picture of what was me, which they had no clue it was me, but it was me. And I'd hold it up and I'd talk to him on the camera and that was it. They'd, they'd have to talk to the palm of my hand. And then after a little while of that, I was like, I'm going to show my face. And there was some that were like, no, you're going to ruin it. And there were others like, please show me. I can't take it anywhere, right? So I get on camera and I get all set up and I grab the hood and I pull it back and there's another hoodie on underneath covering up my face. And I'm like, see you later, guys. And I log off. <laughs> wow. And they were all like, oh. <gasps> I thought he was really going to do it, and he didn't. Like, he ripped this off, and there was still something under there. This is terrible. So then I go back in a little while, and, and I finally tell on somebody else's show that I'm going to reveal myself, and I literally take off the thing. Like, they don't see it coming, and I just pull off the hood, and they look at me. And the very first reaction I will never, ever, <laughs> ever forget. It was this guy. His name was Coffee Crusher. I love him. Ooh, and that's it, a good name. That, yeah, that's his. That, that's his. Uh, his uh, yeah, his that username. Was, that's his Shout username. Shout out to Coffee. Shout out to Coffee Crusher, who would get on there with like wrestling mask or whatever. He was just the weirdest, coolest <laughs> kind of cosmic dude. <laughs> he was this really cool kind of out there dude, and you could see it with the Coffee Crusher. That could be possible. And um, he looks and he says the very first thing that is said is, "You're beautiful. I can't believe it. You're not disfigured at all." <laughs> And I go, all right, now I need you guys to talk. I want to hear this. And they go, well, there was rumors going around that the reason you wore the hood and everything is because you were horribly disfigured and you didn't want to show your face. 
And I says, well, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. And, and Coffee goes, yeah, but you're beautiful. Mm. And I'm like, you know, the coolest thing ever is like, yeah, I want to be as positive as ever because the very first but that's an ego to, stroke. The very first person to tell me though is a dude, which is even better, like to me, you know what I mean? Because to me, that was like somebody saying me telling everybody that I love them that it's all right. That was like totally like the acceptance thing, right? On the very beginning, right? Coming out the gate was my answer to go, Yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're a proponent for positivity. Does it happen to be the case that you meet up with folks that you know through the uh, live streaming environment uh, often? Oh my God, I've met hundreds of them. Hundreds? Yes. Yes. So you, when you did that event uh, down in Florida, that must have been a huge uh, game changer. Yes. And then I went to uh, VidCon in Anaheim, California. VidCon. Yeah. And I did well, of VidCon. course, there's a con for everything. There's VidCon a con in Anaheim, everything. California. And then I did Playlist Live again. Yep. And then I also performed in Washington, D.C. at the first uh, Christian church, which is like seven stories of stairs right in front of the Capitol. It's an amazing building. And they shut down organ practice to let me play because the lady that actually runs the place was one of my fans. Wow. And, and says, well, we, this is yours now. And I was like, you serious? She's like, play. That's amazing. And, and I was just um, – I was blown away that people even wanted that. Do you know? Because you know? I played to soothe myself, not for anybody else. I, I did art to soothe my brain, not for anybody else. And it turns out that other people, I guess, feel the same way, and they get the vibe off it, and they like it. I'm proud that I'm now top five, one of the top five broadcasters on Camfrog this month. Kath, are you somebody who has met a lot of people from the online spectrum? Um, I've definitely met people from the internet. Yes. Yeah, I've even met my super troll. You've met your super troll? You met Why them? would you do that? Was I, He was just sitting outside of a restaurant I was going to. Yeah, stalking you. More than once. Yeah. I got uh, I got approached by a, by a super troll one time, and I, it was at a rap show, a message board that I used to post at a lot more often. Uh, I really don't post there anymore at all, in fact. Uh, it's a hip-hop-based uh, message board, so there's a lot of dudes who are sitting <laughs> in their living room or their bedroom, and maybe they have kids or wives I certainly uh, can fill in one of those blanks. But this guy at the time, we were in our 20s, and he just comes up to me and he is like, so you want to fight? Literally. I'm like, <laughs> what? Right I was gate. like, I must have met somebody from the board and the two of us were just like looking at each other like dumbfounded. And he just was acting like such a punk. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what did you? kind of response did you want to get elicited and it happened again with other people like when i would run into people who uh knew me and recognized me because that's what you get for revealing yourself to a board full of men uh who are you know just looking for to find someone to assassinate a character for trouble yes you're looking for trouble um Mm. the best experience they're looking for a barbell and you're it (laughs) yo speaking of gimmicks though this one dude with a wrestling mask i was with a group of people like we had a meetup and we were in the west village and some dude like runs up to us and he wasn't a troll he was actually a really smart guy who didn't troll anybody but he still kind of had a gimmick to him because he literally went out in public with a wrestling mask that everybody just assumed he, you know, was wearing as to keep his anonymity on the online spectrum. But so he comes in, in public. Per- he wore it in public, Holy and then God. he ran off. Like so he said hi to who us. He really was no hero. It's <laughs> <laughs> commitment. That Total. is commitment. Let's take a quick break, and when we return, we have to dive into the rough and raw sounds of the past that is James D. Vay's musical offerings. The, the basement tapes. The basement tapes. Uh, <laughs> I assume we're all getting enough oxygen. We're all enjoying ourselves off this occasion. 
uh, stick around. We got more with uh, 420 Artist and Family here on Lost and Rewound. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. We're now back with our guests for this hour, James DeVay, a.k.a. 420 Artist, accompanied by Nikki Pops. And Trixie Star, a.k.a. our friend Kath, is kicking it with us, as always. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting to the portion now where we have audio to listen to. We probably need a little more of a backstory um, because this is our second go around doing this. We have heard this already <laughs> in this room. However, you, the listener or listeners, have not heard it. So it is important that we provide our untrained ears and the ears of which are greener than ours <laughs> with a little contest. <laughs> so tragic reality is what exactly? It, it was the basement project where I decided I was going to play every instrument, sing and do everything and try to create an album. Yeah. Okay. And you, you shaved your head. Yeah, I used to shave it pretty con- consistently. Consistently? Then, yeah. That's how it was and, when I met him. And then I, I had it shaved for a long time, and my mom used to complain, well, like, she gave me beautiful hair and didn't understand why I cut it all off all the time. Yeah. And I was like, listen, when I was a kid, I used to get bullied over it, and I just kind of have, like, this thing about it where I feel kind of funny about it. And uh, as time went on, I was like, I let it grow a little bit, and I just let a little bit grow up. My mom put her hand in my hand and says, oh, it's beautiful. I told you why would you cut it. And I'm like, I promise I won't cut it. And then my mom went and passed away, and I was like, well... I guess I'm not taking that back, so right. hence why I have the long hair now, and I'm actually quite comfortable with it and thankful for it. The year it says 2009-2010, is that, that was when this was made. Yes. This song called Killing Machine, which you put up on YouTube. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you, you might, you might. And, I, and I didn't really advertise it, thankfully. You didn't advertise it, but did you? You didn't regret doing it at the time. No, I did not at all. All right, and I still don't really. I still, no, because it's, a, it's still a progression in my life, so I'm not going to regret anything. That's true. Fair. Okay. Well, then let's take a listen, and then I guess we'll have uh, feedback again, and th- th- some things that we definitely have to address.
Kath, first th- thoughts that come into your head seeing this? I enjoyed watching you watch it uh, because <laughs> of your reaction to the filters. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the filters kind of uh, were just totally... I don't know the names of them, but I was dying because like you had one that was like blurring your face. There was one that was like, there was an Andy Warhol. There was like a SEPTA one. uh, And then there's one that looks like, what is it? Like a neon, like outline. Neon chalkboard. (laughs) (laughs) Sketchboard. Yeah. Something like that. It was, and it sucks because like, you you could see these things on all, all of this uh, over on your uh, YouTube. If they really want to go check it out over tragic reality. Rocks if you guys on want to abuse me, you go right ahead, guys. But uh, you're hearing this, and uh, you you know, for the audio perspective of this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing really rocking guitars. Did you do all the uh, instrumentation? Yes, I played everything. Uh, I used a little Poda studio that was made by Roland. It was about as uh, a little larger than what a pack of cigarettes used to be, so it's kind of <laughs> small. <laughs> it's kind of small, and uh, it was a pocket-sized Poda studio that I could record layers and layers and layers, and that's exactly what I did. You were definitely a bedroom producer. You were making yes. all this music yourself. Yes. Um, you never had a band? I did have bands, and I and I did a lot of stuff like North of Boston when I was up there, but when I came here, I just didn't play. Yeah. And then it was like, I had been here about four or five years, and I was like itching. I had to play. And I started breaking out my music equipment, and that's what started happening here. And I just started playing, and it was really, for me, again, and I was using YouTube, again, not expecting ever to be sitting at a radio station or anywhere else talking about it. Sure. But I was certainly just trying to get it out, and, and I was still so shy and timid is why I used all those filters also, because I really wasn't quite ready to be bold and accept it was myself. Oh, you could still see your face pretty um, visibly. Yeah. Especially on that sketch filter, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I love the font that you used because the, the most important thing about this video, which they can't see, is that the lyrics, if you want to know what the lyrics are, you quite uh, conveniently put them in scroll-down fashion as the song Red plays. as they could be. <laughs> like as a, as a, if you ever want to sing the song for karaoke, like you have the music right You're good. There. You got it. But why did you pick the font that you did? Because they didn't have didn't a Rocky Horror Picture Show font. Wait, so, wait, I heard two things. Didn't want anyone to read it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the the, the font like I, I I wanted to convey the fact that it was like this lost love and this like it's kind of hurtful thing. And they didn't have a font I really liked or wanted. And eventually, I just kind of settled on the font that was there. And it was just like I don't even know what I was thinking. I can't <laughs> I can't so justify funny. that. I'm sorry. So 2009. What kind of music are you listening to yourself that inspires you musically for this? Oh my god, I was I was listening to like Metallica kind of stuff and and, and Slayer and Megadeth. You and, can like, hear really that for kind sure. Of heavy kind of medley stuff. And I wanted to kind of do something that was a lot more retro-y sounding when I did it at the same time, but I wanted to have some fun. And for the second track we're going to be hearing, uh, is that influence also heard? That was um, that was played like, it's definitely got a lot of influence heard in it, but I, I mean, that was just played like me trying to express the fact that I had realized that sometimes just to, to have the capacity to love somebody would entail you having to go through some pain to get there. Okay. And it was kind of dealing with this whole thing that, you know, sometimes it isn't what it appears and everything. And I just kind of played this acoustic thing and it never came out exactly the way I wanted it to. Yeah. But it, it's still, at least I got it out there is what I was looking at it. It's an acoustic rehearsal called Sometimes Love Hurts. Yes. Okay. Shall we? Sure. <laughs> Wait, the where's crunch. the door? Where's the door? <laughs> Onward. Here we are. Nobody talks, nobody listens. What's going on around here? So many kids been crying 
I have an initial thought, if I may. Please. <laughs> My initial us. thought is I'm so glad I practice more now. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, must admire that uh, you are keeping on game with your anonymity and uh, the, the fact that you could barely see your face. You could see a visage. Uh, that was on purpose. Yes, absolutely. I had the light positioned in such a way that it <laughs> dimmed the video camera and made this whole streak on the screen. I was like, this is perfect. Like they can kind of see me, but they can't really. This is like exactly what I want. see that your hair has grown a little bit since just, the last video. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Just, it was like, it's it, 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 exactly. It went from like bare, like wood floors to like shag carpet. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Kath, your thoughts. You know, like when your friends do something and they're like, oh, what'd you think? You're like, the lighting was great. <laughs> what? Never mind. <laughs> I no, love well, that. Wasn't the the no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I like seeing the progress, the progression. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what I was really hoping for in this was since uh, you were standing up, you can get a little more limber and maybe playing the guitar right there live. And then obviously, you know, if, if the sound doesn't feel right, you can simply just record over it with what you had there anyway. But you just felt like playing uh, the track and then singing over the track. Correct. Because I had played it first and I, and and when I every time I tried to play and sing it, something was off with the balance of it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to play it and then I'm just going to sing over it. And I, and I didn't really like, it was a rehearsal track, so I didn't really care if the music was perfect. That's I just fair. had to get everything together and make sure that I had pace, pieces in place. And that's really what it was supposed to be for. And then I just never worked on it anymore. I just kind of left it to sit there and dust. And you still play guitar every now and again? Or? I play all the time now. And you do? I'm definitely way better than that now. Thank God. Sure. Thank God. When Trixie met me on live, I think when I do play on there, it's much different. And it's a bigger yeah. contrast to what I do now. Yeah. Interesting, though, uh, that uh, you have been able to look at, you know, be humbled into submission with the perspective of uh, seeing just how far you've come uh, musically. Yeah, you could hear I like Dallas and Chains on that last <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, I've been on a kind of a, not a huge Alice and Chains kick lately, but uh, I've uh, recently come back to listening to some of that and realizing that it's aged superbly. Yes, it has. There was a point in time where it blended in almost a little bit too comfortably with everything that was going on even after post Alice in Chains. No, uh, it sticks out really well. Oh, yeah. No, it, st and it sticks out much better than half of the shit that was coming after. I agree. We have time for one more clip. I don't want to give away the surprise of what it is, but you, you're rubbing your eyes and you're you're, the you're, horror, the, the horror. horror. Okay. <laughs> For perspective, and all we need to know is you're a fan of firearms. Is that correct? <laughs> well, yes, but I don't kill anything. <laughs> okay, we present to you Except this. Except for compacts. <laughs> we present to you this track. Uh, this track. Imagine that you are uh, the, the si at the side of the road. This is a, a slice of life, and evidently what we do when we're upstate and bored. Camouflage pajamas. Today is compact. versus shotgun. And 
Ready, set, pull. Pull. Let's go check it out. That's number eight birdshot versus compact. Close There we go. And that is what's left. That is the saddest sight. I don't think you realized that you had left this video public, but uh, I found yeah. it I was sure in preparation. I, I was sure that I had like tried this part. <laughs> you, you, you decimated this thing. This, what did it do to you? Can you, can you ever really scrub a hard drive? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, see, someone commented on this and they said it was great. They were like, what, what did they say? They said literally... Damn, all those parts wasted, LOL. <laughs> all those parts wasted. It's really that that machine kept blue screening on me consistently. I was oh. like, I've had it with this machine, and I took it outside and literally shot it right away. We've all had a compact. I haven't. Then you don't get it. I don't, you don't get understand it. why I, don't. I shot it. I guess I don't. Uh, you but do, right? Now I'm 21. Have you ever <laughs> shot anything of the inanimate objects other than this uh, out of pure rage and anger? No, 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 I don't. I don't think I rage shot it. I like. How I thought could you? Out. You're such a nice guy. The worst thing is, I I do. I think it out. I'm just like, I'm going to go shoot that. <laughs> it's you know, look, you're living in the Hudson Valley, yeah. and uh, I I know you you said you're from uh, Nikki, uh, mm -hmm. so I think that uh, responsible firearm ownership is uh, certainly a plausible uh, and it, you know. Uh, intention out in that part of the world, you know, they're, they're bears, they're mountain lions. You never know what's gonna try to attack you and your animals. And There's stuff up there. There is coyotes. We you even get attacked by deer on the what? occasion. Oh my god! You don't tell story? me that. You want that's so time? so. I'm going for a family reunion in like a month or so. That's sad. I don't well, want be, that to happen. Well, here's what happened: is I had a couple plants of the herbal <laughs> variety. <gasps> okay. And, and these couple plants of the herbal variety may or may not have been on my said property in Ulster County. But anyway, a, <laughs> a deer had gone and eaten them the day before I went to harvest them. Clever girl. And I went to get it and I was like, damn it. I saw the deer bed and they were all chewed up and I was like, damn it, I've lost everything, right? I've got nothing like for myself. And all of a sudden, through my yard, jumped through the hedges, this deer jumped through the hedges, ran across the ride, slid into the badminton net, took out the bad net rolled in the badminton net fell over and got up and just stared at me in total horror with a net hanging <laughs> off of it and i looked at it and i said i have the sneaking suspicion that you're the same bastard that ate my plants oh my god <laughs> that deer is me you just came in and trashed my whole place you know like no party for you you can't smoke and you can't play badminton either in spite of you being uh fans of firearms i couldn't think of people who would feel far i could feel that we're farther away from you know being proponents of gun ownership no, but, I, I would definitely not want anybody to harm another human being with it by by all means I, I i absolutely would think that that would be the absolute worst case scenario you could ever have in your life yeah um my firearm is really there more for my enjoyment of target practicing more than anything excellent 
If you're going to do it, do it responsibly. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's uh, certainly the the right position to take. And I've never fired a gun myself. I think the closest I've ever got has been laser tag. So I'm not applicable still, still in this case at all. It can, hey, it can be. I, I know. I you, you, you fucking with the Poughkeepsie Galleria. There was a laser tag that I did out there. Good twist your ankle. <laughs> it's really true. It, yeah. Uh, um, final thoughts. Uh, we, we have to wrap up here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, before we go, I want to give you guys a chance to shout uh, for... Uh, you know, the fact that you have adoring fans and uh, maybe someone wants to check out your art that doesn't know you yet uh, on your Instagram. First off, I love you, Camfrog. And then I'm going to shout out to uh, my Instagram is tr underscore James V-A-I. And I would love to see you guys over there. And uh, Nikki Pops, uh, you definitely have an Instagram that needs to be seen, too, because you're big in the cosplay world. I, I am I'm a hairstylist, a seamstress, um, and I love to do cosplay. My Instagram is Nikki Pops, N-I-K-K-I-P-O-P-S underscore cosplay. Catherine, a.k.a. Trixie Star, uh, they can find you on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn on Saturdays at 3 and 7 p.m. respectively for your shows. But if they want to hit you up on Camfrog. That's right. Uh, you can download the app using my link, camfrog.live slash Trixie Star. That's T-R-I-X-I-E-S-T-A-R-R. Uh, use that link and you can be directed to my broadcast. You can also check me out at The Trixie Star. It's actually my dog's Instagram. The Trixie Star on Instagram. Only follows people who have clean up or poop. Correct. Excellent. Before we go, I just want to remind everybody that Radio Free Brooklyn Teen Squad Live, the program for local teenagers, which is designed to teach them media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you would be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Teen Squad. And again, remember, all your donations are tax deductible. That's our show. Thanks once again to 420 Artist and the one and only Nikki Pops. Thank you so much for having us here. Thank you for having us. And thanks again to Catherine for holding it down with us this That's week. That's right. You're welcome. You're no, I'm kidding. Thank you. <laughs> Lost and Rewound here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm Alon. You'll hear us next Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on RFB. Greetings. Hello. You've once again gone down the path less traveled well hopefully not less traveled and hopefully more of you are there what am i doing <laughs> sabotaging yourself <laughs>